Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com ortho to find a Baptist Health provider. Time now for the Sunday Morning Hangover with Nick Curran and Phil Baker on your number one spot for sports in Louisville, ESPN 680 and 1057. This is from the ESPN predictor. Uh, so DePaul has, even though they're one in six, has a 65% chance of beating Louisville. Is that? That can't be right. I, mean, I think Kim Palm had the spread. Are, and Kim Palm had us favored, I thought. Well, unfortunately, that was right. DePaul, in fact, was the favorite. And DePaul, in fact, did win the game yesterday, which I'm sure we'll get into. It's a Sunday morning hangover here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Thanks for being with us. With Phil Baker and Zach Cantrell, I'm Nick Curran. Before we really jump in, by the way, UofL women's basketball in action today, 2 o'clock at the KFC Yum Center. Cards and the Cats, big game. Come on out. Should be uh, should be a fun one. Part of the upper level is open. Tickets available. Get them at the door. If you haven't, you can buy them, of course, online right now. Love to see you out there. I think it's going to be a good crowd. 10, 11-ish thousand people. Stop by and see George Timmering at Beardos beforehand and after the game. If you want to watch some of the NFL games after. you Before well, and after. Yeah, that's, that's right. the spot. But, no, it's – look – I, I think it, we're all in agreement that this fan base is very hungry for some good basketball. Yeah, and the cards and, have, and the Louisville women's basketball team should give you should help appease that appetite a little bit. Cards have gotten off to a good start, eight and one on the year. Kentucky has uh, really struggled with injuries. Uh, the Cats are four and six. They've had a, a lot of injury issues. They have Asia Petty inside, who's been spectacular. Uh, Maddie Shear's been out in concussion protocol. Not sure if she'll be back. She got a nice NIL deal I saw uh, yesterday. But um, she maybe will be back. We'll see. Um, has been a big part of it for Kentucky. Nia Leverett, or one of their returning starters, has been out all year. She tore her ACL late last season. And uh, don't expect she would play today. But, um, yeah, they've had a lot of injury issues. Cassidy Rowe missed a game last time. They only had seven addressing against Minnesota. Still led that game at halftime uh, before eventually losing it. So uh, we'll see what happens today. It's always a pretty fierce contest when these two play. So looking forward to it. Makes Make it down really to the Yum Center. Makes you really appreciate Jeff Walls and uh, what he's built with that program going to the Elite Eight every year. And this is one day that uh, we don't back the blue around here. Is that, am I right? 
Okay. There you wow, go. you've been sitting on that yeah, one for yeah. a while. Maybe yeah, you had that, that one. Over, like, I was man, reading the Provo sheet. I was like, ago. was he trying to make a guitar? Oh, oh yeah. there it is. More at 12.05. Uh, uh, yes, wear your red if you're a U of L fan down at the Yum Center today. It's a, it's a red out. And uh, if you can't make it down, we'll be over on 93.9 The Ville starting at one thirty. Courtney Walton and me. So should be fun. Uh, always is. Always a great crowd. Always an, an electric atmosphere and a lot of energy and should be the same today. Looking forward to that one. So wanted to get that in there. Hopefully uh, folks course. can make it down. Before the venom and poison begins spewing in on the text line, uh, yes, you wanted to get the feel-good stuff out there out of the way. And I'm sure, like, look, I mean, you're the play-by-play guy for Global Women's Basketball. You, you want to get a good crowd out there. And you can listen to it on 93.9 of the ESPN Global app. So, no, I appreciate Why not you. do both? Yes. Or you can do both. Go That's to the right. game, listen to, to Nick on 93.9. Certainly welcome. both worlds. Certainly welcome to do that also. We would love... Uh, oh, that makes me think of Billy Reed. Oh, I miss Billy. I do, too. I do, too. It's just one of the. He just had the Beats by Dre. Actually, it was the old man Beats by Dre with actually like the antenna and whatnot yeah. in there. But but he, he was in his happy place. Field wearing it, I loved it. Yes, uh, we're Billy. the we're the old men now with uh, the the AirPods. So we just do that now. I know you're probably not going to venture into that AirPod world. We, but no, me is it just me? It's just you. yeah, it's just yeah. me. Sorry. Yeah, no, well. no, yeah, I don't do that. Uh, but I. Um, I, I do prefer if I'm going to listen to a game on the radio while I'm at the game to have it over the air because then it sends. There's no delay. Yeah, you know, I agree. Right. There's there's a delay. So uh, I'm Team Billy on that. I always respected having like the antenna because be careful that's, the South it will be getting upset at you for that one. Well, I I I mean I I don't endorse everything he said. I'm just saying that I was a big fan of I, I like the radio taking the actual radio to games. Uh, retweets don't equal endorsements. Right? I can't believe that's the story where Big Dom, you saw the Eagles sideline guy last week. Yes. He's, oh, he's yeah. banned from the game. He's not allowed to be on the sideline tonight. After get he back got coach. Into it it's Trent a bad Greenwald. day for the get back coaches. He got, a little, he got a little too involved. He got a he little, got too, a little too involved. Uh, by the way, I got to put this out there because I think Louisville Twitter took it and ran with it. Oh, People no. do know that. Xavier and Cincinnati played yesterday for those that were attacking Chris yeah, Mack. Yeah, yes. yeah, Chris Mack wore it yesterday for no reason. Because I was like, reason. that's not the Blue Demon mascot, no, but that, it wasn't a musketeer either. No, that's the Xavier mascot. Okay, the, I didn't know if it was one of the Xavier well, yeah, exactly. mascots. They have that mascot. I was like, that's yes. not the Blue Demon. No, that was 100% a reaction to Xavier winning the Crosstown shootout. And it was like shootout. three hours after the game, too, which, again, you know, yeah, not everybody's people, like instantly going to their phone to check Twitter. People did. I saw, who did I see tweet about Chris Mack? And it was like, like, hey, come on, show some class or something. And I was like, like he, I don't he, think. Cross the aisle shootout, boys. Pretty sure <laughs> that had nothing to do with. Oh, boy. That's that's where we are, though, in terms of, I guess we'll start there. Louisville uh, men's basketball yeah. heading up to. Sh- By the way, nice bounce back win for Kentucky, which maybe yes, we'll talk about absolutely. today. We, we, we might have not. some sound. They struggled at times with the little some of the back doors that they had going with the, the pin offense. Sneaky fun to watch. Yeah, no, to watch. I mean, yeah, that's you can see why they beat Villanova earlier. We got that's game. a good team. Penn. Yeah, it, it is. I wish that game was played at the Palestra, by the way, instead of the Wells Fargo. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a stadium snob. Yeah, I, I, I'm with I you mean, on it was, that. It was but. A 
Kentucky home game at the Wells Fargo. They right. were play it, it was the, the DJ Wagner, Aaron Bradshaw Invitational. It's like, hey, you rec- you come here, you commit here, we'll get a game. We'll up get there. a game, over and there, hey, yeah. we'll so. be able to get Tyrese Maxey out too. Which and is Emmanuel fun. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yes, we got stuff. some Cal sound. We'll, here's a quick show rundown. Jeff Brom spoke Friday, previewing the Holiday Bowl. We'll play a little bit of sound of that. Mark Stoops looks like he Bad was being held. We play any sound for that? Yes, <laughs> uh, we'll be playing some uh, sound maybe for Mark Stoops being held yeah, hostage previewing the Gator Bowl. Look, I cut all this Jeff damn Brown. sound and I didn't use like any of it when we filled it for Bob and Paul and all them on Friday. So it's like we have it if we need it. I don't think okay. we'll need it, but it's there. Who wanted I, to be there less, Mark Stoops or Dabo? I'm going Dabo. Oh yeah, Dabo, of course. Gator Bowl, that's beneath him. But all right, we'll I'm, get into yeah. it. The the Louisville men's basketball team. Ethan Moore, God bless him. He did a two-hour post-game and, show. And, and by the way, if you still want to weigh in, 267-9680, the phone number, 437-9680, UPS Jobs Text Line. Yes, so yes. If you want to weigh in, feel free. Let's rip the Band-Aid off. In terms of what? Just letting calls come in or just Kenny Payne? Yes. All the okay. above. So, look, I mean... It, it's not good. I had Eric Crawford on. I guess it was Wednesday when we were at a Kroger Cram the van. Thank you for everyone that contributed that. I think the number is just right around eighty six thousand dollars and some uh, foundation money's coming in as well uh, that we're able to match. So we're inching closer to that hundred thousand mark. And if you want to see it, Tuesday Coles Oxmoor Center. But had Eric Crawford on Tuesday during the V show. And we talked about just he put out that tweet uh, in the Bellarmine game saying he felt like it was a very important half of basketball for the Louisville basketball program at Kenny Payne. I'm paraphrasing, but that was kind of the gist of it. And Eric Crawford, I don't think, is um, hot take guy. You would you all would agree with me on that. He's he's not hot. No, he's not. I would agree with that. So here is the final blurb in his column yesterday talking about the Paul. But hope is not a strategy, and Payne's chances to build support are crumbling behind him. And though big, the big ball hasn't dropped on New Year's Eve just yet, most of us feel as if we can see which direction this thing is heading. It's the wrong kind of collision course. The only variable is time. That is from Eric Crawford to close out his column. Head over to WDRB.com if you want to read all that. Doing great work over there. Appreciate Eric joining us uh, throughout the week and just kind of talking about a plethora of stuff. But... Look, I mean, this was, and you go back into it, and I think ultimately where we are now, and and you and I have been consistent on this, when we felt like things were heading in this direction during the coach's search, Zach, you weren't a part of the show, but this is kind of where Nick and I did countless amounts of shows. My concern was the Cal coaching tree. His concern was him never being a first-time head coach. I would say two for two. And I, I think ultimately, but... I, I could buy into, and I don't want to do the revisionist history because I'll, I'll take some L's because I, I thought important basketball people that were connected to it would say, okay, what he lacks in some of the questions you have about that he was going to make up in recruiting, and it should be applauded with the transfer slash recruiting class that he brought in. But it's also your goal to get the best out of them. And I think that's where we are now. Is is the talent there? Absolutely, I think talent's there. Are yes. you able to coach them out of, get out of these ruts that they can't seemingly have a 40-minute game from start to finish? That's where I'm concerned big picture for Kenny Payne and ultimately what it looks like what Eric Crawford said. This is heading in a direction where there's going to be uh, a divorce of some kind. I, I have no insight to that. Uh, I have no idea what Josh Hurd is thinking. I know his Twitter bitches are probably... <laughs> being filled up nonstop, but he probably man. muted them by now i don't think he's reading his twitter message oh no no <laughs> not at all be. well i mean look it, it's 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 the feel-good stuff when you know 365 days of jeff brahma's head coach the volleyball 
women's basketball and things like that. He'll put out some tweets about that, but anything in regards to men's basketball. And I know people were demanding like he have some sort of statement or something. There's no like he I mean, don't do that. There's, there's gonna no, be. I mean, the, the time for stuff like that will come, but it's not right now. Um, I, I don't think like you don't just put out a statement in the middle. You know what I mean? Like that's just not realistic. The vote but, of no confidence, or the oh, the dreaded vote of confidence. There yeah, you, you you just you're just not you're not doing that. And I, I think what it goes down to is this: is you're just constantly another joke, another punchline, another thing on college basketball Twitter. And, and look, there's still people out there. I, God bless Ty Spaulding. I, my buddy stumbled upon this. Ty Spaulding comes on with Strebel on uh, the roundtable on Thursdays as a part of the Blitz. They joined a Twitter spaces and mm. Ty had to get some feelings out. And there's still some people out there that are very pro KP. And and look, I mean, it, it was a decent amount of people in the Twitter space. So I, my buddy was like, sent me a screen recording and said, what do you think of this? And ultimately, I think, and this is me just putting on the Josh Hurd AD hat for a second. I think when Josh Hurd ultimately gets to the end, of barring a miracle, and let's be honest, it is not, it's not heading in the right direction. It'd be a bigger upset than the miracle of ice at yes. this point. I think Josh Hurd is going to exhaust every option to say, I did everything in my power to try to make this be successful. Yeah, and I also think that's important. Um, I think versus the people that are saying you need to fire him right now. Yes, and I'm in that camp. Well, I I think that you know th- there are a lot of people who, and and in particular like old school, if you will, Louisville basketball alums, a lot of folks who played um, in the Denny Crum era really rally behind Kenny Payne and when he was hired and understandably so um, sort of being one of them and, and uh, an alum to take over the program which was a huge deal so in given that I, I do think um, every as you said I think Josh Hurd is cognizant of that as well and wants there to be every opportunity to succeed so I like I don't we've talked about this before especially in basketball I don't see really an advantage you gain from letting someone go in season like you I, think so little of the assistants already that's my only well, yeah that's it's just I, I don't and and I understand people are talking about um attendance and and rightfully so but but I, I just don't know how much that would like like are are they going to start drawing a ton of people just because they make that sort of move? I don't think so. I I'm just not really in favor of that. Um, I think you know you let the season play out and see what happens. And obviously, right now it's going in a in a not good direction. Um, we talked about it on Friday. Was on with you for for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, thank you, thank you. Uh, but I I thought that. Offensively, and we talked about this Monday filling in uh, for Bob and have talked about it on this show a little bit too. Offensively, like watching them last week against Virginia Tech, um, they lost that game. But you could see, like offensively, there there were some some things there. Like they were starting to play more fluid. Um, they were moving the ball better. Maybe some shots didn't go in. But, but offensively, I felt like, okay, they're getting to a – 
point where it's like this team can be competitive with what they're doing offensively. Defensively, still a long way Abysmal. to go. Yes, not it's good. Just, but yesterday, I thought that regressed. DePaul went zone. Uh, Louisville struggled against the zone. They they didn't. I mean, they struggled to hit shots, which is always going to make you look bad. Like Trey White couldn't hit a shot uh, for most of the game. Certainly couldn't hit one in the first half, which um, put you behind the eight ball. But but I just thought like the ball movement and the fluidity to the offense that we'd seen a little bit of um, this season largely wasn't there. I thought they came out pretty lackadaisical at the start of the game yesterday. And it was just kind of like, oh, we're behind 7-2 before you could even blink. You scored 22 points in the first half. That's just unacceptable at this level. There just wasn't a lot of, I I thought, especially at the very start of the game, a lot of energy. There were, I mean, and I know this is nothing new, but there were a lot of defensive lapses, particularly in transition where DePaul came down after a missed shot or something and just passed it twice on the perimeter and got an open three and no one was anywhere around the mm-hmm. shooter. Uh, that that happened a lot yesterday. Um, I, I don't know. J.J. Trainer was obviously out injured. Um, another small thing early, at sometime in the second half, I don't remember how early, early to mid-second half, Tyler Johnson really got going, hit a couple of shots in a row. I guess it was early in the half. They had fallen behind by, what, 19? And uh, all yeah. of a sudden, they scored eight in a row. He hit a couple of threes, and it was like, okay. And then it was like, they didn't get a shot for him for forever. I like, just go you got to get him another shot. He just knocked down two in a row. You've got to get him a shot. You got to feed him. Somebody's got to know to get him a shot. And then that didn't happen. And it's just, I, I don't know. It, it obviously, I, I thought offensively they were starting to look like okay, this is a team that with with what they're doing on offense, they can be competitive. Obviously, defense has been really bad. But I thought they regressed in that area yesterday, which is not good. And the other question was, are they a team that goes on the road and plays better, or are they a team that maybe plays to their competition? better on the road. Because yeah. it's got to better. Yeah, that's, it, that's a better way to put it. I because they're that. not... They're not winning. They're still. not winning games. I, I yeah, think that needs to be pointed out because it's like still that. losing no, like twenty yeah. You're two right. straight or whatever all, it is on the their, road. All their wins have come at home. So that that's very fair. But, but ultimately, they've before yesterday had played better teams away from home and I thought had played better uh, largely in those games even though they hadn't won any of them uh, yesterday I think I, I think they're a team that sort of plays to their competition like I don't think it's a being away from home versus at home thing because DePaul probably not one of the three or four best teams they've played this year I don't and, uh, and they did not play particularly well against them yesterday so it, it does seem to be a team that plays a little bit to its competition, which obviously you just, I mean, when you're coming off a season where you won four games and where you've struggled this year, uh, you know, that can't happen. I just and go back to, to me what's I just go back to the fact that A&M put up 62 in the first half against DePaul on yes. Wednesday night. Yeah, they that was one. 62. Was they were walking into open what was threes. It, it was, I, someone tweeted it. I don't remember who it was. I'd have to go back and try to find it. But they gave up 2.1 points per possession to yeah. Texas A&M. Yes. And the person who tweeted it said... 
Which is worse than if you just didn't have anybody on the floor. Yes, that's what they said. Like, that's literally, if you just didn't have anyone on the floor, you would give up you less give points up less per possession, yes. which is crazy. DePaul so that, just, that's how bad they were earlier in the week. That's a game that we that Louisville needed to flex some offensive muscle, and the fact that they just did not do that is disheartening. And you had a chance to have a three-game winning streak going into Kentucky where you felt kind of decent about things. You're 7-5. and five. You know, You're not going to win the Kentucky game, but at least you get a little positive momentum going into that game. And it would have been seven and four, right? Seven and seven and seven and four. Yes, Prior, yeah, yeah. So they would have been seven and five right. after Kentucky. Right. But, That's right. So you have some positive momentum going into that game, and now it's just Groundhog Day all over again. And look, you just can't assume any win against any team with the way that they're playing right now. And it's going to look very bad on December twenty first when the Yum Center has. You know, three quarters of the arena is blue. God bless Ethan Moore going on his uh, annual walk during that. That's because right. I, 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 worry I don't about even it. know if he's going to have to worry about going for a walk this year. Well, yeah, so I have. We a, all have a decent. I mean, everyone knows. We all how, know how. It's no, the only go. way it's not is like if, if Cal's like, I want to save my friend's job. Yeah, <laughs> if he doesn't want to embarrass him. I, well, I do think this sounds really stupid, but I I kind of think Louisville's going to play pretty well in that game because that's been the mo. The, the teams that are the best, they play the best again. God so, bless you, man. I mean, look. It, I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to win. I'm not saying that. But but I think they might come out and compete better than we're expecting. Um, but but you really worry about the Arkansas State and Pepperdine games before that because the MO has been also against teams like that. They don't compete as well. So that's... Uh, why yeah. don't they ever come out with a sense of urgency? I just I never understand at the beginning of the game they just look like they thought the game begins a half hour later than it does. They never come out with any urgency. The it, shot selection's terrible. It seems it takes them 10, 15 minutes of actual game time for them to realize that there's a basketball game going on. I don't understand it. Yes, that's and, and Paul just, and Paul and I talked about this a little bit on Friday. Paul said the same thing. It said I asked him what did he want to see from the game against an inferior opponent. And he well, said, maybe not because DePaul was favored by a point. And a half I mean, going to the yeah, game. inferior program, I should say. Okay. Like, I mean, I know that's <laughs> that's tough to that's a tough pill to swallow when you're talking about DePaul and, and the mean, Louisville basketball. That, I mean, with, that shocked well, me to see that DePaul was a favorite. I, I was and shocked it should. to see that. Yeah. It should. Like, it's one thing. Like, it's no disrespect to Scotty D and Bellerman and obviously what he's built over there. But then you know the Chattanoogas of the world, Kentucky Wesleyan, like. There's the red flags have been there. And again, I, I don't want to do this revisionist history of like, oh, you know, certain people said, I told you so. But I think I want to look at this story in three different silos. You have what happened prior to him getting the job. And there was obviously a contingency of former players and prominent individuals that wanted this to happen. OK, and you can look at it that and say, what is the status of the relationship with the program going to be if you do move on? This is the I always talk about the analysis that Josh Hurd has to figure out if he is, in fact, going to give, you know, move on from Kitty Payne or give him a third year, which I think we're all. Man, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I don't even want to go out on a limb and say like he is or isn't because you haven't heard anything from it. And then there's another silo in which just it's just the play, just how bad it is. And then you thought with Kenny Payne being the top tier recruiter that you were going to get again transfer portal recruits had a decent class getting it in top seven ish if you combine the transfer portal Sky Clark and Trey White. But then. You hear a narrative that's out there. You know, this is right at my wheelhouse of, oh, it, they got to be a Nike school in order to get that. I, I saw this circulating it on Twitter. Let me just give you, you know, who the number two player in the country went to over the weekend. Played for your Bulls. Rutgers. Rutgers. Number two and three. Rutgers. Ron Harper's kid. Yeah. Central right. part of the, uh, you know, MJ's Bulls. I know a big fan of yeah, no. a young Nick Kern. But sure. Rutgers and Adidas school. 
So it, it, it can be done. When you see what Missouri was able to do and make it competitive with Bill Self, and that is get like you see that there are other options out there and just getting more out of the players. There. And that's the biggest concern is that I fear that this just kind of they're, they're taking an image of the coach. Like when people say he's like not fiery on the sidelines and things like that. I think that stuff's kind of contagious. I don't want to play body language expert. That, that, that like I've been like I did two games. He this gets year. feisty. I, 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 I'm yeah, with you. I, I, don't, I don't buy that. Like, well, he, when Caleb Glenn got pushed out of bounds. I did send that screenshot of that of him just like yelling at the referee and Caleb Glenn during that game. I was like to my buddy who's just the body language uh, expert on KP. I was like, is this animated enough for you? Listen, what he, about the whole laughing after the game? Is that just like deal? Some people deal with things different yeah, ways. Like, I mean, do, is he laughing because he knows he can't cry, or is he laughing because he doesn't care? Like, which is it? I don't think he doesn't care. Like, it's it, then he's laughing because he I, can't cry. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I understand people get fired up about that too, and it might be good to to be cognizant of of that on his side. But I also think that, like, just big picture on the way the team has been constructed the last couple of years last year they just kind of went with what they had didn't really bring in it's, anybody these are his guys no th- this year outside of mike james which i mean he had jj trainer and, and they this year they they had a really good recruiting class by all accounts but i think like kenny payne's idea and mold for how to do this is similar to John Calipari's, I think, which is to try to... I, I, well, I think Cal's is to try to figure out the inefficiency in the system and, and go after it and exploit it, and he was great with the one-and-dones and has m- obviously made a great um, run of that at Kentucky, and they're back to sort of that this year after uh, a few years of bringing in more veteran transfers. But, but I think Kenny Payne is sort of cut from the same cloth, going after those guys who are going to be around for a year or two and then move on, theoretically. But I think, to some degree, college basketball has kind of passed that by a little bit because um, it's become all about, obviously, the transfer portal and maybe guys who played a year or two somewhere else who you're bringing in to play uh, in your system now. We saw it, obviously, with Jerome Tang last year um, at Kansas State. Uh, We've seen it. uh, Chris Beard made it work at Texas Tech a few years ago. Like, it's become... In, in large part about veteran team. Well, it's always been about veteran teams, I think. But there was the the, the sort of one and done in love with that. Like that was the invoke thing. But I think it's moved to find transfers who you can bring in who are who have played, who have experience playing college basketball, and get them to play together. And I think Kenny Payne's vision is still. To, to build it with young guys and who may be around for a year or two and then bring in the next crop of young guys. Um, and I think both can work, obviously, um, but coming off of what they did last year with a four and whatever it was, four and 28 year. Um, it, Ethan uh, said this yesterday. Well, if you were uh, well, getting this, like your first year you'd be fine like, not fine with it but it would, it would you'd be live with it a li- but, you'd have a little bit longer of a leash but th- they 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 not only only had four wins last year but they lost almost everybody from that team either to graduation transfer whatever to and and largely because they wanted to to bring in a new crop of guys but now they're trying to rebuild with a very young core because even white 
and Sky Clark have only played a year and, and, and in some cases limited a little bit. So I, I think... You know, it's like the worst of both worlds. Like four wins last year with an experienced roster that wasn't your guys, but now this year turned over the roster. By all accounts, got more talented. Uh, the recruiting analysts loved it. The number six rated recruited cla- recruiting class or whatever it was. But you're obviously going to take some lumps when you're a young team. This is more lumps than they should take, I no doubt. But like, so you didn't give yourself any sort of leeway because you went from a more experienced group but it was so bad to now a really young group that is i mean you could hit lighting in a bottle kind of like kentucky and have it click right away but it might take some time and uh but you don't have time and that's just that's kind of and me, i don't know if like, he doesn't sense that or I, if he, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's a, a weird question yes. that, that's something where it's just like oh I, i'm good i have the, the support of this by the way some breaking news bruce feldman tweeting out great get for louisville harvard defensive tackle great name by thor. the way thor griffin commits to uofl what a what, great name was the number eight on the freaks list zach i want to know about your uh, top 10 freak list uh, by the end of the show <laughs> is a super strong and explosive great burst boy that could mean so many different is things is he gonna on the bring the list. hammer uh the Six and two, three hundred and twenty pounder bitches, two twenty five, forty five times and ran a four nine five forty. More here, so we need a we need some sounders for like the transfer portal and things like that. Kids from Harvard, so uh, got a brain on him. But it's Thor Griffin, not the Thor that uh, Trinity that you don't know about the Zach. We'll have to tell you. I know the, about the ham, the Thor that holds the hammer. You know, I'm talking Chris about Hemsworth. the Trinity Shamrock. The first time Jeff Rob didn't come here, uh, uh, situation with that. That's for my tell all book. That oh boy. Uh, do you remember that? That was. Yeah. Uh, when you releasing that tell-all book? Uh, yeah, maybe in 2035. We'll see how they pay for the kids' tuition. Yeah. 267 uh, is the phone number. 437 UPS Jobs text line. If you want to interact with us on Twitter, it's at ESPN680. He's Nick Kern 35 He's your boy, ZC. I am Phil underscore underscore. Baker, uh, let me knock out a couple pieces of text, and I want to play this C.L. Brown clip. Uh, he asked Kenny a question about kind of what you guys just said. It's like, how does it feel like you guys take two steps forward and then three steps back on any sort of progress? So I thought that was a good question for that, but let me knock out some text. Uh, let's see, coming down the text on when Eric Crawford writes that pain experiment is that you may as well quit rearranging the chairs on the deck of the Titanic. He is Mr. Patience as far as media takes. No, I, I was, I, and I asked Eric um, Wednesday, it's like, hey, what did you mean by that Bellerman thing? Did you have some insight? And he's like, no, I think I just kind of saw the writing on the wall if, if, if you lost to Bellerman. Uh, again, if UFL uses ACC officials, then maybe they'll get a win. Go Cards, I guess talking about Brandon, or I'm sorry, talking about the Kentucky game on that. What I don't a, think the ACC officials can save them that day. Yeah. They're going to need to ri- out, just outright rig the game. Oh. <laughs> what if the big conspiracy is he came into Louisville on purpose to make them worse? I mean, guys, like... <laughs> Don't think that wasn't being bandied about as this hire was being made. And oh yeah, the, the and, big blue and board. And as yeah. as uh, as his name was kind of out there when Chris Mack was hired, uh, that was thrown out there as well. And at at that time, I I don't believe that's the case. But that's what I said. Like at, at the time when Chris Mack was hired, you couldn't hire Kenny Payne because like he couldn't come straight from Cal staff at that time to hear with everything that oh was yeah on. the big blue board papa yeah. john's all yeah, that stuff uh, let me ask cl brown asked this question about the taking two steps forward and three steps back here's what kenny payne had to say about that yesterday at the press conference in chicago i think if it's loading here it is very disappointing um 
you know, I can tell you that we work on the zone every day for 20 minutes to start practice and the ball is zipping around and we get good shots and we make them and we get the ball in gaps and we drive it and, and we do it confidently uh, to where when the team plays us zone, I'm expecting to see the same thing. Um, but also, you know, more than just the zone, the mentality of no matter what somebody throws at us, we have to handle the mentality of I'm playing for Louisville. I'm not playing for myself. Um, not just one player, multiple players. Um, that's probably the most disappointing, and that's on both ends of the floor. So still really not answered CL's question on that. It just... <laughs> still just throwing players under the bus drives me up a freaking wall. Well, they just... they Take some accountability. Quit blaming your players for everything. Yeah, I, obviously. I, I think... You know, th- there is something obviously lost in translation from practice, where evidently they're they're moving the ball and doing some good things against the zone to what we saw yesterday, and and don't know what that is, but there there's something that's not carrying over, and uh, hopefully they can figure it out because so far not, and uh, in 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 a couple of years that obviously have been rough. Like yesterday feels like a, a low point. Let which me get is saying a lot. Let me get one more. What is? I think this is the C, other CL Brown question. What does building momentum look like for you? Here's what Kenny Payne had. Longer question, but here's what he had to say about that uh, yesterday. What does, what does building momentum look like for for this team right now in terms of just trying to you know put things together to go on the conference? I think the first thing is competing for longer periods of time, um, competing together, um, not just in spurts. Don't get down 22 and then go on a 10-0 run. Um, play hard every second that you're on the floor. Play together. Make people walk out of the game and say, wow, Louisville is connected. They're not disconnected. Um, they play for each other. They love each other. They fight for each other. Um and that's hard. It's the last piece of the puzzle. So for me, the momentum is I know that we're capable of beating anybody we play. But I also know that we're capable of losing to anybody we play. Um, and so they have to know that as well. They have to know what makes us good um, and, and play that way. We are one of the best teams at the, in the country when we drive the ball and move it and get in the lane and draw fouls and and make people follow us and making layups and shooting the ball in rhythm. But we also go through stretches where we settle. And when we settle and we play for ourselves instead of a team, we don't look the same. When we defend and one guy's not doing what he's supposed to do, it breaks down everybody. I want to tell, I want this team to be able to step on the floor every second they're on the floor and play together um, and play hard and fight hard and and you're representing Louisville and represent it with a pride. A little bit longer of a question and answer, but I think because I, I think it's important to ask, like, what is his game plan? Like, that's, I think, an important question of CL did a nice job of massaging it a little bit more to where, save that for the big state so far, where it says 
it's not just like, what is your game plan? It says, what does improvement look like? What does building momentum look like? Why does it feel like this team takes two steps forward and three steps back? So you can say you're one of the best teams in the country, yet the product on the court well, and the wins said, and losses. He said they're one of the when, best teams in the when country. When they're doing and those things. Getting thing. into the lane and getting the free throw line, which which I think is right. Like They do that very well. Um and I, my buddy points out, by the way, the way he says Louisville. Yeah, well, I know it's the blank and Baker. Every man, but, but the, <laughs> Louisville, uh, Louisville. I, I think that. Um, oh, he said, you know, one can beat anybody, and like with the talent they have on the team, I. I Texas obviously probably isn't as good as people thought they were going to be. I will say this, though. But, yes. But, it, but that, they, Louisville's their best win so far. So their schedule is a little meh. Marquette just beat the yes, they you but, know what but, out of them. But Marquette's also one of the they premier teams good. in the country, too. So, but, but You know how satisfying that was for Shaka, by the way, to just run it up I'm on sh- Texas? I'm sure it was. Uh, they'll go to the tournament and lose in the first weekend again. It'll be good. But I think like it, it it's like it's not that far off. With the talent they have, they can be really competitive against pretty good teams. Okay, so then it's if the talent's not the issue. It's not, and we know the talent's okay, not we the know issue. it is. Then we know what it is then. And, and look, I, I've been one where it's like, I, I'll, I don't want to say I've been a defender on KP or let the cake bake, but I'm just like, I, I think it needs to be fair when warranted. So I granted him his argument last year that said, okay, um, they're good kids, but, and I use that as a, and see when where they landed, whether it be Sidney Curry, Grand uh, Canyon, uh, Kamar lands at Arizona State, L. Ellis at uh, Arkansas, Jalen Withers at UNC, just to see the landing spots, which I think you and I are both in agreement, and maybe Zach is too. The team had more talent than it did last year. Of course year. it did. Yeah. So, so the, the problem, I mean, through a season plus what we've had this year, the problem has been the team, good teams are, or great teams are better than the sum of their parts. Louisville has been the last year plus less than the sum of its parts. I don't think there's any question about that. No doubt. And then they've when you been start, less than the sum of their parts. And, and like in the losses to Chattanooga, even the exhibition game to Kentucky Wesleyan, winning, taking. Quite frankly, we talk about miracles, but they still won. So we'll give it credit. But it gets a terrible, terrible. You talk about clouds here. The New Mexico State stuff with oh. four players, ten points in the final bit at forty-four, but they won. And then you kind of see some of the writing on the wall. It's like I got some concerns with the amount of talent on this team that they can't take care of business. Where other teams around the country are blasting this team by that. And then what happens with DePaul? It just keeps compiling and compiling so I, I talked about the three different silos of the decision that Josh Hurd's got to make you got the contingency of former players that obviously wanted this to be uh, to come to fruition our concerns a few years ago which really don't matter right now because this is where we are and it's not to say hey I told you so but these were some of the red flags that us and others around the market had but man it's just I, I think people thought there would be you said as a first time, you've always said as a first time coach, there was going to be growing pains. I don't think people thought it was going to be this bad in terms of growing pains. I mean, I don't obviously not. Or else if if you could have sat there at the beginning and said, hey, the first year is going to be four wins and then you're going to get off to Damon Stoudemire, year start. one Georgia Tech beat Duke. And I know Duke has had well, it's not yeah. the Duke of old, but it's still but, but a but more it, recognizable I, brand. I, I'm saying at the outset, if you could say, here's what growing pains are going to look like, you wouldn't have made the hire. Right. Let's get to some calls. I know we're getting a ton of texts coming in. Two six seven nine six eighty is the phone number. We go to Joe up first on SMH. Joe, how are you? Hey, I'm doing really good. Uh, great year for Kentucky and Louisville volleyballs. 
uh, team. They uh, they just got a tough draw. Both of them did. If they like you, you you might have had one of them make the final four, but I don't think they like either one of us this year. So uh, anybody but Nebraska in the final four for volleyball. Uh, no offense, but I've had enough of uh, Nebraska volleyball. And I would like to talk about Marvin Harrison Jr. He's talking about maybe coming back and playing a final year for Ohio State. Uh, I guess because he wants to be Michigan so bad. But can you now you know what's going to happen next year at Columbus, Ohio, when that game's going to be get ready to play. It's going to be a blizzard. It's going to be the quarterback from Ohio State won't even be able to see Marvin Harrison out there on the sideline to throw him the ball. So, so Marvin Harrison, do yourself a favor. Don't get over about not not beating Michigan and just go pro and make and make yourself happy. Thanks a lot. Goodbye. Thanks, Joe. Zach, Marvin Harrison Jr. As much as I'd like for him to come back, he would be certifiably insane to come back. Unless the NIL money is just $20, 25000000 million that's been thrown out there. Unless it's something like that. Marvin Harrison is a top-five pick. He's going to be the best receiver in the NFL within two or three years. He just he, he needs to go pro. Like, I want him back, well, but he would be absolutely crazy hey, to come back. His family's got some money. Yeah, I, I've heard his dad's doing okay for himself. 267-9680, the phone number. James, up next here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. What's up, James? Morning, fellas. What's up, man? Morning. Thank y'all. Thank you. First thing, thank y'all for doing what you do. Appreciate y'all, man. Um, but there's, I got a question. There's no way he's got a job. There's no way he still got his job this morning. You all got to tell me. Y'all just holding back on me. No, I look, man. I, I think it's, a, and no I know how you feel. I know how you feel There's about no KP, way. but I, I think, look, There's man. No Josh Hurd has been radio silent on this, and I, that could be and one of two be things. On Diener Monday morning. He needs to be on Diener Monday morning. <laughs> I'm no, this guy's. I'm serious. Now, look, I'm, I'm serious. I know y'all are chuckling and stuff, but this is serious. This is this is so beyond. It's like a Twilight Zone. I'm serious. This is so beyond anything that's chuckable, laughable. What has happened the last two years of my basketball program? I don't even have words for it. That's how bad it is. Other than I know that my basketball coach that's currently coaching my team couldn't win the King of the Bluegrass next week. That's a fact. I don't think he could actually even get to the finals of the seventh region in March of this year. With the players he's got on his team, I don't think he could beat a high school team. And that's pathetic. The man told me that he doesn't like shooters. That's what he just said last month, and he's got a team that can't – he don't have one three-point shooter on the damn team. He literally told me for two years that we're going to play positionless basketball. You all. And the people that called for this, for the Rick Bozo, Rick Bozic, the Bozo, the clown that called for this, I'm blaming you. He gave him a C plus in his latest article, or C. Sorry, hang on, I'm sorry. No, I mean for Bozic and Seth Greenberg, ESPN, Game Day, all you fools that said this dude was the coach, your credibility's gone. Any, any player. Former player that's put on that basketball, the Louisville basketball jersey, that's backing this crap, don't come back. We don't need you. You're not welcome here anymore. See, that's what they told me two years ago when I said this was a bad hire. That how are you going to hire somebody for the University of Louisville basketball program that's never even been a head coach before? And they told me I didn't know basketball. 
And they said I was stupid and that I needed to shut up. And if I didn't want to come to the games, then not come. Well, how's that working out this morning, fellas? <laughs> how's that working out? So all you so-called basketball geniuses, you owe a lot of people an apology. And we can't wait till tomorrow morning because it should start around, oh, 7 o'clock with the dinner show. And then that whatever show comes on at 10 o'clock, that is the goofiest. I don't even, you can't even say the name anymore because, to be honest with you, it should be cut off. James, appreciate the call, buddy. We'll talk to you next time. He's look. James is opinionated Thanks, James. when it comes uh, uh, on this, and I know. Well, listen, I don't agree. I don't agree with all of it. I mean, take a shot to no. baby and rubbish. I mean, look, I, they, they were giving, was it or was it? A, yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, uh, was it at Louis? Could have been Louis. The, the the new show Louis. I don't know. You, hey, it's not it's not at Louis because I'm a part of that show. It's the Rabo and Co. You know, check it out. Ten to twelve Monday through Friday. Yeah, just there's two shows on Nintendo, but I, I think shameless plug the way. Yeah, let's tune in. Uh, the way James feels is is uh, pretty similar to the way a lot of people feel at this time, I think. And um, I, listen, my we've talked about it. My biggest concern was like, you know, you you're going to make the hire, and it's a job that's in my opinion, certainly one of the crown jewels of college basketball. And like, would Kentucky or Kansas or, you know, insert team here, would they hire someone that's never been a head coach before? And and, and I know the and, crutch there was, it was a complicated situation here from that. However, the caveat was you could go, yeah, it, it, optically in a society where you just live on the bottom line. Like people, you could grant the argument of. I mean, Chris. It was a Chris Matt concern. Kentucky was a complicated situation when they hired John. Not Calipari. probably at the caliber of this. It was pretty complicated with Billy Gillespie there. It was pretty complicated. It wasn't this. It, it, look, and you can look at, at Arizona's the number one team in the country right now, and they've gone. They had way more sanctions uh, than, than Louisville had. It's <laughs> true. So you know, I, I'm not trying to defend and, it, but and they hired someone that had never been a head coach before, and it, it's worked. Um, so yeah, I mean, but so it can work. Like, and that was a, a trend. I think also like Michigan had hired Juwan Howard. Um, Vandy had hired Jerry Stackhouse. It, it was the trendy thing. And, and I know people point to the Hubert Davis and, and the George Shires of the world, but that was, it was within Arizona, the system. Arizona Tommy Lloyd was... Yeah. Loving Tom, you know how I feel about Tommy Lloyd. It's, it's my guy. Yeah. That's, that's my guy. But I, I think ultimately it, it comes down to this, is that... The Kenny, and he brought it up in his press conference, his introductory press conference. We're talking about the Phil Knight component of why he didn't take the Mississippi State job. And everyone alluded to that because they were an Adidas school. And now I, I see narratives out there that you need to be an Adidas or a Nike school in order for him to be successful. Like, I think that's the most ass, as I'm pointing to the checks. I'm checks over stripes guy over here. But we know. It's just such an asset, I think, because it's just business, guys. Like, they get so much money. You mean to tell me they're going to rip up? This contract in order to help, like just one pro football seems to be doing okay. Women's basketball seems to be doing okay. Volleyball, not no, terrible. Football. Baseball, yeah. like it's just <laughs> such a lazy argument. And also, the recruiting class they got this year. Justin Edwards, by the way, one of Nike's top guys. Who did he sign with? Anyone? Anyone? New Balance. Yeah, but nil, baby. It's a brand new ball no, game. No. Haley Van Lith still signed with Adidas. Where is she at? A Nike school at LSU. But I, I think. That also, 
the other side of it that dispels that thought is the recruiting class they got this year. Like they, they have a really good recruiting class. They have a consensus top 10 recruiting class that they brought in. So they, they missed out on like a DJ Wagner, obviously, but they still brought in a lot of really talented players in the eyes of, uh, of people around the country. So they, 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 they haven't struggled to recruit with um, being an Adidas school, I would say. They, no. They've recruited just fine. Like, that's not the problem. Um, I don't think the talent on the team is the problem. I didn't think, like, we, we've we've done this ad nauseum. Last year had more talented players than to win four games. And, and that, let me just say this, and this is something that I am so passionate about because I think it kind of gets lumped into it. I know James took a shot at Bozich. He's, you know, friend of the shows here at ESPN Louisville and then other colleagues here talk about Seth Greenberg. When you hear national media, this is for every market in the country. This is something that's, admittedly, I'm a slow learner when it comes to this, but I've seen how the, the, the sausage is made, dare I say. You have to... They're regurgitating what they see on a hyper-local level from a national perspective. And I understand it was the convenient layup Vegas put out stuff for the you know front runners for um, you know Kenny Payne was the front runner for this when you ever you went to Bavada and things like that. But whenever national pundits are talking about this, they're regurgitating what they see on a hyper well in the fishbowl that is Louisville. So when Bozich was putting out articles of that, a lot of these things they value their opinion. So the Seth Greenbergs of the world, they're regurgitating what they see because they say you know this person has a finger on the, the, the pulse and boots on the ground, so they understand that. But then also I will say. Regardless of what happens with this next time, and I think you and I were in agreement, Zach, you weren't a part of the show, but I know Patty Ice felt this way. Spencer felt this way. uh, Jack Grossman felt this way. If it's not a sexy or trendy name, I understand the splash higher next time. Everyone wants to go to zero to, you know, an AI rendering of Billy Donovan, but or a hologram. I could be like Tupac. That would be cool. But I, I think ultimately, if it's not a trendy or sexy name next time, maybe don't freak out. Well, yeah. Like, I'm just saying, like, it, it, it could be something like, I know Steve Forbes got dunked on multiple times whenever he was brought up. He's like, you, or, or Chris Holtman. Yeah. Or Bruiser Flint. You know, like, right, Bruiser Flint, too. I mean, Bruiser, uh, Porter, uh, Moser. Porter Moser. Why, why yeah. am I just saying Bruiser Flint? I had the Kentucky game on behind you. Sorry about that. But, like, it, it wasn't uh, the, the, the bottom, bottom line, yeah. you know what I mean? But <laughs> it, it's just, if, if it does head in that direction, I, I would just caution folks, just, Maybe just sit back and be like, okay, we tried it one way. Let's try it a different well, way. Well, I, yeah, I, I am, well, I, I'm of two minds about that because I agree with you. You just have to get whoever you think is going to do the best job. And I, I think that's right um, whenever you're making a hire for one of these things. But I also think, like, if a change does happen, if things don't turn around and there is a change made, I do think you're going to have to make a hire. Or it would it would help you a lot to make a hire that is going to inherently bring people into the building. And I don't know how many of those people there are left um, out there. Like Rick Pitino was that, right? Like when, when Rick Pitino got hired, he was someone that people were going to show up because he was the coach of the team. No doubt. Um, I, I don't know, you know who fits that bill anymore. Um, th- there's 
there's a there, very there's short not, list. There's not. And like, As, outside but, of but, like Jay Wright, which I think, and maybe Josh Hurd's connections and people kind of scoff at that. I, gotta, I don't foresee that happening. You would have to ask him. Well, you would have to ask him. You have to hire you know, another $500,000 search firm just so you, you know the freedom well, yeah, you of information. Gotta you you got to ask a Billy Donovan. You got to ask a Brad Stevens just to make sure. Billy Donovan, say no. Billy Donovan is not coming here. Of course he's not. I Why mean, would he? But if he did, well, the, first off, the the day yes scored Rick Petito out uh, and let him go for that that tree. Maybe out of like one or two Rick assistants, I don't think you could get anybody from that tree. Billy Donovan's far enough away. Maybe yeah, no. He, trust me on that one. I don't do the trust me thing a lot. Some, he's not some folks would know that ain't happening. He's in the NBA. I think he's doing okay for himself. Do you like that? That's me with sources right there. Wow, sources. I don't know money's. Money's an interesting thing, but um, Mick Cronin would probably be. God, yes. I can't believe we're doing this right Mick now. Mick Cronin, we're not even trust middle me, of December. Trust me, Mick Cronin would be interested I, in the job. I, I give he you some on that. I, I trust your trusting because I would agree with you on that as well. You, you think he's leaving UCLA for yes to come here? Yes. Why? I mean, I think there's people that would be close enough to the program that would agree with that would happen. Hmm. He, I, I mean, he's a Midwestern guy. True. He, you would like his brother. He's a follow on Twitter. More coming up at 12.05. There you go. But I, I think... I thought you were going to talk about his dad, who they showed five billion times during the COVID tournament. Well, and that's also another thing. His dad has to travel a long way to see any of his games now. Would make that commute way easier if it, uh, if it were here. But that's one part of it. And then you mentioned the national media takes... Like, I... I disagree. I mean, I agree with you. I, I look think, at, and I don't want to go I zero to Dick what, Vitale, but look at the tweets no, that he puts out. No, it's I, all from the Courier yes, Journal Herald leader. Yes, because I, they, I agree that's how it works, but with this, I don't think that's how it works. I think people in basketball respect Kenny Payne and respected Kenny Payne before he took this job. Um, I think people. I think he's tied into enough basketball circles that like a Seth Greenberg's a part of or any number of people on a national level who are on ESPN or whatever. Um, so I, I think those people legitimately thought that this could work because the, they're basketball people and Kenny Payne is in those circles. So I disagree. I don't think they were just regurgitating. I think they are, they're tied in enough um, in the basketball world to say, I think that could work. But uh, so far, it obviously hasn't. couple more texts. 437 UPS Jobs text line. Seventh highest rated sports talk show on Sundays. They're at a highly competitive 10 to noon time slot. He's Nick Kern. Zach E.C. behind the glass here at the Liquor Barn Studios. I'm Phil Baker. Taking the afternoon reminder, Colts Bengals coming up at 12 o'clock. Louisville women's basketball taking on Kentucky. 130, the man across from me. The International League All-Star, 130 on 93.9 DeVille. And then we got you covered for uh, NFL all day. So we got uh, Raiders and Vikings 4 o'clock right here on ESPN 680-1057. And Cowboys and Eagles via Westwood 1 on all sticks. Uh, on your sports station if you're home for the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. 100% agree with James. Hurd should have a forced staff change and forced his employees to use NIL. Instead, did nothing. So this is on him in the 10 a.m. show. Okay, so that's I, uh, well, again, <laughs> you're just so want that, us to dunk on our other colleagues No, no we're not no, doing that. It. And I'm not going to dunk on Josh Hurd either. I mean, obviously, that would be a very stupid thing for me to do. But uh, beyond that, I mean... You do have to go back to his situation when all this he happened. Too. He was an interim AD um, with, I mean, a large amount of influential people who wanted this to be the hire. I, I don't know, not that he didn't have a choice because he probably had a choice, but um, in his spot, 
this was probably the smart way to go. And to get a job. Yeah, it would be to get the yes. permanent job. Yes. Like, I, I just don't understand people uh, going after him on this because there was just the way things were at the time during the search, um, given his position as an interim AD, I, I don't think you can fully judge him on this without being an interim. Uh, people don't give him credit for bringing in Jeff Brom, but he did. And um, and if if there is some sort of a change that ends up being made, we'll see. Um, at at some point, he's he'll obviously have the full time gig and be the one to make the hire. And so. what I'm fascinated, and I know we're inching closer to the top of the air, but what I'm fascinated to see is a couple things. The remember going back. Let's get in the way back machine, okay? Remember the narrative that was coming out, whether it be, I think it was the coaches show whenever Paul and and, um, Kenny were talking about Purvis Ellison and the relationship with the university. And and Kenny admittedly, like I told Paul right to his face on Friday, it says when he's with you, Double D said this, Blake said this, everybody said it. It's almost like he sits on the therapy couch with Paul. Like he lets his hair down. What? lack of hair he has and he just goes on and he's just it's like it's not a threatening environment for that so he said you know Purvis told me not to take the job and then I go back to kind of go back to how long it kind of took in order for him to to get hired and I understand they have this search firm and we'll never know the names that were out there I know Jeff Greer when he was still doing some stuff with Floyd Street said Greg Gard or they just got blasted by Arizona but top 25 team with Wisconsin and I think people just kind of scoffed at that name but there was a lot of tentacles to the standpoint of like Kenny A had to be convinced some some of his really important you know friends were telling him not to and all I would say to that it was great it was unifying I'm seeing that all the text on of Kenny Payne supposed to be the one that come back there when they did Louisville live um, yeah I always want to say Louisville sports live Louisville live at Slugger Field Purvis Ellison was there Purvis Ellison was there it is the unifying thing now I will say this and I understand the transfer portal and, and the signing class was a top seven ish depending on what site you had there but some of these people that we were Essentially, kind of, it was conveyed to us that Kenny Payne's relationships would be beneficial and get in these circles with that. It's not paying off, and, yeah, and, and I mean, that's you can't knock. See, who is he going after in that, the that's class? Fine. That's fine. Next I know. Year. I know. You know the DJ Wagner. I don't know, but I, I don't keep up with recruiting anyway. I'm but, a re- but thirty thousand footer over I, here. I over. But but I think like it's not fair to knock him. He like, has a top seven class this year. It's not fair to knock his recruiting because that was good. Th- that that went really well. Like, I don't think you can say it didn't go well. Like, they, they, they brought in – you can argue maybe they needed, like, a veteran point guard. Like, that's what I thought. They needed to bring in, like, a veteran point guard. That would have been, you know, someone out of the freshman class. That would have been a transfer portal guy, like a veteran point guard to be a steadying influence. I thought they needed that. Uh, we talked about that. Um over the summer but you you can't knock what they brought in per se like they, they did do a good job with that you have to give them credit there um but it, it just hasn't obviously translated into wins and that's the problem and i think something else to take it a step further which is yes I, i'll grant you top seven when it was the transfer portal and recruiting class that i've seen from 247 but ultimately what it goes back to is let's say, and I this caller, I forget the individual's name on the postgame show with Ethan yesterday. Great job by Ethan and Spencer. Course Light postgame show. If you missed that, head over to the podcast center. Something that was fascinating to me, and this is something, and I know everybody wants to talk about the, the 
the cost versus the analysis if you if you do keep him on versus not keeping him on. Let's get to the financial component. I don't claim to know any of the you know balances of the U of L athletic department and endowment, and especially not having you know the orange bowl now and things like that. It, it maybe balancing for that. If you do move on from Kenny Payne, you're going to have to buy him out in some capacity. You're going to have to buy his staff out in some capacity. And let's not and let's be frank. The caller brought up a a great point. The next person you bring in, you're going to have to have a commitment because optically and I don't care if right, wrong or indifferent, because I I, I think if this is inevitable, what you're going to get, it's like, man, they did this to a guy after two years that was won a national. Again, I'm not saying it's it's right. It's It's going to be discussed. No, and it's going to be great negotiating for the next precisely yes 100 percent. and and i'm just saying like i don't because again i i don't claim to know the kfc yum center financial um components that lead to okay if we have four thousand people here we got to be losing our ass night in and night out but i'm just saying and, and this is kind of what we talked about when it was happening it's a little i was concerned it, it's more emotional when you're doing business with family versus transactional and Look, I, I said it, and I hate being like, oh, the odds of both being storybook innings with the hometown guys and that played for the university. I had my doubts. Jeff Brom, it's worked out wonderfully. Kenny Payne, it is not. It, it's been actually the other, <laughs> the opposite end of the spectrum on it. So I, I think when you boil, when it boils down to you, Josh Hurd is going to have to have, look at the mirror and have to make a very difficult decision. Not saying like, his wins and losses should tell you enough, like in my opinion. That's, but it's more complicated than that from the Josh Hurts perspective of the former players, the prominent people and, that and, wanted this, and, the next regime that's coming. And we out. don't know like a lot of the former players, uh, all of them. We, maybe we know some, but we don't know all of their positions about like where they are on this now. A lot of the influential people that wanted this to be the hire, what is – what is their thought now? We don't really know that. And that plays a big role. And you talked about financials um, with the KFC Yum Center. Um, so, like, if you do let them go, like, you're banking on that being uh, an influx of people uh, there. Like, people argue, well, you do it in season, then everyone's going to go. I don't know that I necessarily buy that. Um, but, I, I, yeah, there's definitely a lot that goes into it um, and numbers that we're not necessarily privy to. So we'll continue this on the other side. More of this. We'll talk about Kentucky and Penn. We'll talk about, you want to preview the holiday bowl and the Gator bowl current? How no, about that? No, we've oh. still got three weeks to do yeah, that. No, no kidding. And we'll probably be filling it in a little bit throughout the shows. Uh, more coming up here on SMH on ESPN 680 1057. Welcome back to the Sunday morning hangover on your sports leader ESPN 680 and 1057. Now here's Nick Curran and Phil Baker. Two Sunday morning hangover here on ESPN 680-1057. For the first hour talking Cardinal men's basketball, UofL women's basketball hosting the Cats today at the KFC Yum Center. Two o'clock tip. Hope you can make it down there. One thirty coverage starts over on 93.9 The Ville. Tickets still available? There's a link right now on the women's basketball, the UofL women's basketball uh, X account, Twitter account. You can click the link and go purchase tickets. Wear your red if you're a Cards fan. It's a red out. 
Should be a great atmosphere today. Nick Kern signing glossies there, too, if you there go down not, and see him. That will not be a thing. So if for some reason that's something you would want, I can't imagine it would be. Uh, that will not be happening. Text coming in fast and furious, 437 I want to get to some of these texts. Okay, I'll knock them out here in a bit, and I'll go through the promo sheet, too. Yeah, and if you're heading down to the KFC Yum Center, stop down and say hi to George and Company at Bernos by the bridge. And it was good stuff from uh, the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show with Gandolfo and Entz yesterday uh, when they took on pin up in Wells Fargo Center. That that was a weird dynamic. So I guess they just rented it out that it was like Drake's logos and Campbell's soups. I was like, so they just put on this game up there. They just rented out Wells Fargo and let BBN have at it. Is that what happened up there? It kind of looks like that. Yeah, I think Good. so. All right. Maybe. Maybe that's why DJ Wagner went there. I'm not sure. It was the Campbell Soup uh, money right there. All right. Uh, reminder coming up after us. Colts and Bengals, 12 o'clock right here on ESPN 680-1057. Kern's got you covered for the Louisville women's basketball over on uh, 93.9 The Ville taking on Kentucky, 1.30 pregame. Raiders, Vikings, 4 o'clock. And then Cowboys and Eagles on all sticks via Westwood 1 on ESPN 680, 105.7 and the ESPN Louisville app. 437-9680 is the UPS Jobs text line. Uh, let's see. We should make still demand more of the players, but we can no longer blame them. That is uh, clear. Apples and oranges uh, for that. When are you guys ready to talk about the next topic? I'm not saying you need to move on, but I'm curious your thoughts on the ACC implosion. Look, I've talked about that a week. Some guy was so tired I mean, of me talking about it. Goodness he kept, gracious. He kept... Look, I... Joe Klatt had an interesting... I can't believe I'm uttering this sentence. Joe Klatt of Fox Sports had an interesting uh, discussion about it. Maybe That's my place guy. Him. Joel Klatt's great. I like Joel. It's not terrible. He's the best analyst in the game right now. I'm, I'm assuming... I don't want to go out on a limb, but I'm I think assuming it'll be Gus and Joel for the holiday. Bowl. Yeah, if you're not listening no, to Paul exactly Rogers, who it is, yeah. I saw uh, Gus Johnson out there. So Petco, Gus Johnson. I'm sure he's going to be somebody's probably Fox is going to rent out like a thirty thousand dollars suite. Paul Rogers was saying, I guess uh, the West Virginia team did that. Uh, what, but it was at the Pinstripe Bowl or something like that. So I yeah. think it was him kind of hinting as like, hey, if anyone wants to fork up thirty k at Petco Park, and I can get like some prime, you know, real estate not behind home plate to call the game. Yeah, right. If Jordan plays, Gus is going to call him Jaws at least. 10 times. Yeah, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, it's just outside of Fox uh, with the Holiday Bowl, Sun Bowl on CBS, and CW picking up the Barstool one. I think the rest of them are on ABC or ESPN. So. That would be correct. Uh, 437-9680, UPS Jobs text line. UCLA moving to the Big Ten next year. Mick's father won't have to travel uh, that far, at least for half the games. That is actually yeah, but, a decent point. Yeah, but they're still going to play road games. That's not true. They're going to play road games at USC. Washington and Oregon probably every year. So yep. still very few games they'll be playing this way. Did so, you see this yesterday? Speaking of not reading the room, did you see game days like, oh, yeah, we're going to start next season in Ireland between Georgia Tech and Florida State. Yeah. That really made the Florida State fans real happy. Yeah, I, I got a clip, too, from Lebetard. I always do this once a year. John Skipper, the former head of ESPN, to those that put the tinfoil hats on the conspiracy th- stuff, who's no longer with ESPN, uh, right. just kind of breaks it out. So maybe we'll play that and what else is going on. Question for Kern. What kind of pressure do you think the failure of the men's basketball team put on other sports at UFL, in particular the women's team? Yeah, so I, I think that especially, and Jeff Walls has talked about this quite a bit, um, for other sports at U of L, that like, the two headlining sports obviously are football and men's basketball. That's pretty clear. Um, so you need those two to perform as well as possible because that does trickle down 
to other sports in terms of fan support because you know we talk about sports being the front door to the university i think men's basketball and football are probably the front door to the athletic department if that makes sense so people like get invested in those and then it trickles down to other programs and and things like that so i i think that's um yeah i think it's it's in everyone's best interest for those two programs to be clicking and uh obviously uh men's basketball not right now but but it hasn't affected uh some of the other sports which is good football's back going which is a big one um like let me just to answer this question here's here's a, a practical example um so when you're talking about women's basketball uh, a lot of other sports you know you could be talking about field hockey you could be t- i think it might be this one over here uh there's a tv sl- with the volume slightly on in the background um so but when you're talking women's basketball field hockey soccer several of the olympic sports there's a lot more players in it for other things than to go play that sport professionally you know they're they're playing while they're in college but maybe are looking at getting uh, an education studying whatever they want to do and then moving on to that afterwards so there are oftentimes a lot of other factors involved when choosing a school than the prospects of playing professionally in that sport afterwards which brings you know how good a school is in a certain area academically into it or um when you can bring recruits to a football game that is packed and sold out and has thousands and thousands of people there that matters in those other sports largely because it's like wow this is cool this is something i'll be able to do on the weekends i'll be able to come to these games or here's the support so like that stuff especially when you get past those those the footballs and the men's basketballs of the world matters even more um, when you're talking about other sports and so those things going well is important because being able to take a recruit like it's amazing what you know a jeff walls a danny busboom kelly a dan mcdonald a lot of these other coaches have been able to do and the list goes on and on um because like you know with all due respect when 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 tennessee takes recruits in for a football weekend and they go see a hundred thousand people at neyland stadium or or michigan has recruits in a bunch of sports and takes them to a packed big house or ohio state takes them to the shoe or whatever the case may be like that's impressive and not that louisville's football environment isn't good but not that it's not quite that so it's just uh it's amazing what what these other programs have been able to do but yes that i think that stuff certainly matters um it's not the be all end all obviously because you still have women's basketball doing very well you still have volleyball doing very well field hockey doing very well soccer doing very well so um there's not it's not like a, a critical um like fatal thing to programs for men's basketball to not be going well but i but i think it definitely helps when football and men's basketball are chugging along and, and being successful. Somebody put this in on the text line, and this is kind of a funny, funny text that I missed it earlier. The problem is they're playing against themselves in practice. Of course the ball movement looks good. Have you seen them play defense? <laughs> that's actually a good point. That's, that's, that's a great point. That's a really good by point. By the texter. Yes. Uh, 437 UPS Jobs text. I couple board that we'll get to some calls. I think you can get tickets to the Arkansas State game for $3. Yes, that was a topic uh, on the Coors Light postgame show yesterday with Ethan, and I know the fees go up a little bit more when you go on uh, Seat Geek or Amanda and Mia will be there. We got a double header on Wednesday. You've got uh, women's basketball at four cards taking on Moorhead State, and then the men against uh, Arkansas State at eight o'clock. 
Taken in the doubleheader. Don't you hear about the, the guy who had two tickets in his windshield to go to the Louisville game and somebody broke in and left two more? Oh, boy. Let's That's see. where we're at. I mean, I've heard that joke since I was 12 years old. You should talk about Kentucky winning a rugby championship over Louisville. Yeah, Kentucky did that? win a national rugby title over the University of Louisville. Congrats to the Cats. I don't know anything about rugby. It was like 4320 or something yeah, like 43, that. Yeah, 4326 I think okay. it was. I don't know the first thing about rugby except, yeah. you know, you can actually it, you can tackle people obviously like professional football except you can't you can't go down with the ball. That's it, about all I know. Isn't Cronin's buyout like 15 million? All right, put it on my journalism hat. So the buyout would be 24 million through March 31st, 2023. 20 million through March 31st, 2024. 16 million through March 31st, 2025. 10 million through 2026. 6 million through 2027. And 2 million through March 2028. I saw a stat yesterday. It's probably my favorite stat. Uh, you know, Jimbo's buyout, $77 million. Mm-hmm. That's just slightly above what Shohei Otani is going to make every year. Yeah, in a year. A year. What a contract. $70 million a year. Yeah. That's the good if, stuff If right I ever there. have a kid, he's playing baseball because he's not going to get the crap beat out of him like football. And baseball oh. salaries are through the are out the wazoo. So. Yeah, it's not like football, but the grind, it, it grinds you down over the course of a season. There's a lot of dings that you're going to deal with. But yeah. yes, but if you can make $70 million a year... You can deal with being without get, Yeah, without getting CTE and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Ooh. Why not? $70 million There's no salary cap in baseball, folks. $70 million a year. That's more than eight baseball franchises' entire payrolls. Yeah. It, it sounded like Trump to, when you trailed off there. Huge. It's a huge, huge salary. By the yeah. way, Ooh. you know what the anniversary is today? Got but Lamar winning the Heisman. That's right. Oh. Yeah. God. Oh, man. Whoa. Then you saw Rick Petito in just the, the game day, the Smedium Lamar Jackson yeah. jersey, oh, yeah. and then that's just when everything fell apart. That was the pinnacle. I think Ennis and Patty Ice got on stage at the game day set. They did an awkward like prom photo up there. Didn't yeah, it was really like makes... winter formal, more likely, but you know yeah. they didn't get him a corsage. But yeah. you know, nonetheless, um, wow. yeah. So good stuff. A trip down memory lane. Four three seven nine six eighty. UPS jobs. Text on one more before we get out. Um, I need basketball to get good again, so we can collectively uh, stop pretending to care about sports like volleyball. I know Nick does care about wow. volleyball, but wow. uh, tough like, loss for like, them yesterday. Come on, what's yeah, wrong was... with volleyball? Another great. It season. was great. It was entertaining, but I'm not going to fake take it on here for you if you all are more than welcome i can i I can take have some takes i can mean i can fake take it a little bit sure i mean uh cards reverse swept for the second time this year in pittsburgh so they got up 2-0 and it was like can they hold it this time Pitt made some nice adjustments i think started setting what is happening Oh, it's a vacuum. Oh, it's a vacuum. Okay. I thought there was something above us. You just never know. There probably is. It might be. Uh, But I I thought, uh, yeah, Pitt made some nice adjustments. They started to to set the back row a little bit more. Was pretty pretty effective. Better better setting distribution in the last three sets. And Louisville just kind of uh, unfortunately fell apart a little bit. But heck of a season. The way things are going, should we just have a find a winner sport every week and just highlight that and use that sport as we're doing an hour with takes on that we do that we've got women's basketball there we go uh, no, women, just toss it over to you for i was that just way. gonna say random not women's basketball is not random no it's not random but i mean there's there's a limited amount of of uh of sport but yeah we, on, we'll be the flagship women's basketball show we already are yeah i'm mean, just gonna say uh, I, tough I, tough draw for the cards volleyball wise too um they they kind of got hosed in their draw 
I'll be honest with that Again, too. Having not going to fake take it. This can be your having lane. To, having to play Pitt, who's been to the last couple of Final Fours, like they 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 split with Pitt during the regular season. They swept them in Louisville. They went to Pittsburgh and lost in five, and somehow that landed Louisville the two seed in Pitt's region. They got a bad make, draw. Doesn't make a whole lot of they sense. They really did. Danny, there we go. Bus boom, Kelly can't win the big one. It's coming down on the text line too. I'm just saying. I know. Look, I'm just. I'm just. That's good. We're talking about it. We are. Our buddy Matt McGavick tweeted out, and then I promise we'll get the air coming up. It's super early, but Louisville currently has the number two portal class in college football per on three. Just like last year. Which takes into account transfers both in and out. Colorado is number one. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's their brand. Yeah. Uh, Thor. They literally just had a guy commit on Undisputed the other day. Colorado did. Again, I'm in... I think Stephen A. said this, but or I can't remember who said it, but if Deion Sanders was the FSU coach, they'd be in the playoffs. That's what they all say, yeah. Deion did say that, or uh, Stephen A. said that. Deion also said without Alabama and Georgia, there is no real playoff. So Deion has taken some not-so-subtle shots at the Knolls over the years. Like They asked him earlier, like, oh, yeah, you went to Florida State. He's like, I'm not a Knoll. I'm, I'm a buff or Jacksonville yeah, State or whatever. That was kind of the, the experiment that I know a lot of people pointed to when Norvell was being hired, and it didn't start out so great for Norvell. It was rocky. It was and a first rocky couple years start. were not good. Well, no, he, and well everyone was, was pointing to the Deion Sanders experiment. It was rocky behind the scenes a little bit too. Like there was with the Taggart situation right before that. That yeah, was just a disaster. Well, there were reports of like locker room stuff too. But he's done a hell of a job to turn yes, it around. Obviously, to what to what they are right now. Uh, let's get to some calls. Two six seven nine six eighty is the phone number. Go to Eric up next on SMH. Eric, how are you, buddy? Well, I'm I'm a little sad. I was telling. Um, uh, I mean, I'm totally having Zach. No, I I'm wanted him here. to say. I wanted him to say every other name. It's like Jack, uh, Patty Ice, uh, Spencer, Spencer. Uh, yeah, you, you know it's you know it's bad when you start rolling off names like that. But I, I was I was telling Zach, I, you know the women's volleyball man, man, they 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 really really play tough. I agree with you, Nick. I think they do get hosed that uh, in their seating, but man, they were up two sets to love on pit, and but they're you know they're they're they're, they're having a good stretch and, and DBK coach DBK is doing a great job and uh, that was a gut punch though um, and then you know we all want Kenny Payne to do well I mean we really do and so it really sucks to see what's going on there but you know here here's a big what if what if we beat Kentucky in basketball men's <laughs> boy that not I, let nothing? me tell you something Eric I, I mean if that happens somehow, it would go down as maybe the toughest like blow one way or the other in the history. It would of that be rivalry. the 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 banter back and forth when they won. Was it ninety six or eight? it was Samaki Walker? Yeah, right? when it was just like number one in the country, but number one, number two in the state was yeah, kind of the, the banter yeah. back and forth. I do not foresee that happening. I want to go on record and say I mean, that. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't seem likely, but if somehow it did. Uh, it would be one of the more improbable, I think, results in the history of that particular game. Oh, yeah. And uh, I remember that game y'all talking about. It was that rough, actually. And Eric Johnson was just dunking on everybody. So, but how's the, how's the team today, Nick? There's a big, big game going out there at the today against Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, how they how is everything? What, what, what you think? What's the shoot around? Uh, got caught a little bit of shoot around earlier. I think uh, everyone looked uh, looked ready to go. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I think there's a lot of energy, and uh, 
you know, Jeff Walls made no bones about it at a press conference on Friday previewing the game and talked about how um, they talked to the team that this is not just another game. That's not how anybody views it. And so uh, I think they're fired up, and it's going to be a great crowd, and they're ready to roll today. Well, Kentucky will be too. That. Go Cards, man. Go Cards. It's, what was it? Seven in a row? Is that right? Six in a row. Trying to make it seven Six in a row. row today. Seven in a row. Um, and then, all right, Holiday Bowl question. Have y'all ever been to San Diego? Yes. Petco's a sneaky, great uh, ballpark. I don't think it's even sneaky. I think people put it way up there. It looks among... very cookie cutter, like no, from I the exterior. Look, I'm you... a snob. If it's not Camden Yards to me, Camden okay. Yards, I'm a old school traditionalist when it comes to the exterior. Inside, if, it's beautiful. If you The gaslight area. It's... People do this article every year during baseball season or during the off season, like rank the top MLB stadiums. It's always, I think, in the top five somewhere. So, um I guess yeah. I have Ryan Braun and the Brewers play out there. I have never been to San Diego. Happy Hanukkah to him. Oh, yes, happy Hanukkah. That, that is right. Um, but So, Nick, you've never been? No, never been to San Diego. Now, do you like the beach and, you know, just like fall weather year-round? Uh, I, I mean, you, I'm I, looking at this guy. He's pasty as can be. No, I don't think he likes the, the, no, the beach. I'll have you know that I tan very well. Oh. I'm, I'm heavily Italian. So, oh. that's – let's not – let's – Let's lay off the slander a little bit, but I think that oh, no. I, I, uh, yeah, the weather would be great. I'm not a big beach guy, no, but I do enjoy, I do enjoy, you know, the 70-ish degree temps. I could, I could do that. I tell you what, uh, San Diego has got to be my favorite city, y'all, uh, and just because I'm a beach person, and I really, it doesn't ever really get too hot out there. Like if it's in the mid 80s in the summer, people are freaking out. And it's a dry mid-80s. It's not, you know, like 85 with dew point of 73 where you're miserable. I mean, in the winter, you know, it might get into the up, you know mid-to-upper 50s for the coldest. But anyway, I'm looking forward to that. And I'm, I'm, I was telling Zach, I'm considering going. I'm looking, planning it out. But, man, if y'all ever do go out there, you have got to get an In-N-Out burger. That is the best burger. And I don't know. I think it's because everything is fresh. I think I think their, their whole motto and the, the whole thing operating Monday, whatever that is in Latin, is it's fresh. It's delivered that day. So I think it's those fresh onions and the and then tomato. And I got to tell you something else about San Diego. There's a new beach there, y'all, right below Torrey Pines. Oh, boy. Oh, no. All right. Now we're talking, Eric. So that's why you're going out there. Maybe Colonel join you. You got to be your companion pet or something no, with you. I already said I'm not a big beach guy. Well, I mean, you can go check out uh, the scenes from Top Gun or something like that. <laughs> well, I mean, it is, it is, uh, it's, it's like right, it's right below Torrey Pines. And if you ever do go, there are multiple ways to go. But if you go over by the glider port, because they've got that glider port right there by, by Torrey Pines where you can get in those little gliders, the steps going up or down and then back up, it's, you need to be in good shape. I mean, it's, it's not for the weary, for sure. Eric, as always, buddy, appreciate the call, man. Don't be a stranger. We'll talk to you next week. We'll get to some maybe some Brahms sound coming up of him talking about the Holiday Bowl and maybe a little slippage at the end of the season. <laughs> All right, guys, you all have a great week. Take Thanks, care, Eric. Uh, well, that was good, good information for folks who may be headed out there. The nude beach? Yeah, just in general. Just in, in and out the city of city. Both. I'd be more interested in the In and Out Burger, I think. I feel like Zach would try the nude beach just to, like, not necessarily do the nude route, but just say, 
Is that, we'll just check it out. Is that allowed? <laughs> can you do that? Is that a part of the? Well, what do you mean? Is there like? What do you a, mean? Is it allowed? Like, can you? Can you? Can you just go out there not nude? I don't know how that works. You're a never nude. <laughs> Tobias over there, never nude. No, I, I feel just, like you would just right. go. There's yeah, there's a fine line I'm of just, being I'm just like. Curious. Have you are seen, you a peeping Tom or yeah? Are you a peeping Tom or you're just there for you know just to kind of get the vibes? Like, it feels like they'd want to discourage that. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, That's what, a nervous laugh from Zach, man. What, that what, sounds yeah, like he's vibes. all in on this. Nah, I wouldn't say all in. I'm not turning it down either, but I'm not all in. Okay. And there it is. Kind of all like right. your marriage during football season. <laughs> it's, 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 no, it's, I have stronger thoughts than that. 267 uh, is the photo. 437 UPS Jobs text slide. Let me get uh, Double D actually uh, sending me the picture of It was actually Dieter was in the picture as well. It was Dieter, Patty Ice, and Mark Guinness on the game day set. So <laughs> that here, I'll show you. This was right before Ricky P and Ittis and Patty Ice looking oh, like. Oh, yeah, uh, that is great. Patty Ice looking like a field producer right Back there. Back in the day when game day went to ACC game and actually enjoyed it yeah we should i'm gonna get to some of that sound coming oh, up this here. is this is the uh, the clemson game day game oh so was it the florida state this one? is not the florida oh, state no, that was okay. the clemson one. Yeah, yeah okay so maybe that I was got rick patino's last great moment yeah. at louisville yeah when things were oh so a, much simpler a simpler that. time yes two six seven nine six eight is the phone number let me get a couple texts <laughs> there's a good one right at the okay, top okay you read it or do you want do you want me to read it texter what? says didn't blankenbaker do a nude beach oh he did that's right i think today's blank's birthday somebody happy texted birthday him. potentially blank blank happy birthday hopefully you're having the finest meat and cheeses by the way somebody out at uh, i think a friend of the station alan brought out the finest meats and cheeses for blankenbaker charcuterie yes all right thor we got brad pitt on the team yeah no, that's uh, you gotta you gotta. It's Thor Harvard. Griffith, a transfer offensive lineman from Harvard. If Louisville beats Kentucky, it would be so gratifying that Kenny's guaranteed at least another year. If Brom is going to get us a big boy O lineman and defensive lineman, watch out college football playoff. That also coming down the text line. And UofL will beat UK basketball by 15 to 20 points to women. That is Kentucky's had a bad coach and can't recruit well enough to compete. If she gets the talent, she can't keep it. That is coming down from Steve on the text line. I, I, uh, they have talent on their team. They've had a lot of injuries this year. Um, not 100% sure who's going to be able to play and who's not today. Um, and no one can keep talent in college basketball. That's the nature of the transfer portal. Um, that's 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 just how it is. Oh, let's see. Four three seven nine six eighty is the UPS jobs text line. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He did do it. Sweeney's t- listening to it right now. <laughs> yeah. Sweeney just said he legit did it. He said it was. Crubs did it on the nude beach. It was yeah. No, was, we got te- someone else. Mike Lindsay. So they're getting Mike's Mike Lindsay. Man, cobwebs back here. I got all these nooks and crannies back here. That is right. That has been a that's been a bit out here for a while. That that was a blind spot by me. So maybe Crumbs Revenge will join you out there. Well, I'm not going. Maybe he'll join Eric out, or Zach out there. He could be our correspondent. I'm not going out there. Eric can go. I want to go to San Diego. It's one of my places that I like. Whenever we're discussing where we might want to go on vacation or something, I always throw that out there. But it's a, it's a little a gaslight. Um, it's a long flight. What is it? The gaslight district? Am I making that up? That sounds about I don't right. Know. I want to go out there, though. I would love to. I know some people that live there. Sounds wonderful. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a nice little Has anybody setup. ever complained about living in San Diego? And you talk about the easiest job in the world, San Diego meteorologists, because they basically oh, have the same Oh, it's going to be sunny day. and 75 again tomorrow. Yeah. And then... Sunny and 75 Tuesday, tomorrow. Sunny and 75 Wednesday. Yeah. Sunday 
and 75. They, they have reports San Diego actually has the most accurate meteorologist of all them. Well, of you course. Know, every other one gets paid to be wrong. The San Diego guy, he's never wrong. Do we want to play any more Kenny Payne clips? Are people upset about it? They get upset when they hear that. I'd rather listen to San Diego meteorologist. Okay, so yes, Ron Burgundy over there. (laughs) Zach E.C. breaking that down. Stay classy, San Diego. They got robbed. They should still have the Chargers. I'm standing up for the city of San Diego. You were just playing the the most national hits today. Yeah. You're doing the Otani talks. You're You're just like. Yeah, you're all out on. I'm trying to live it up here. I mean, we're. We're talking about what people want to talk about. We're trying to be we're trying to be a therapy session. Two six seven nine six eight is the phone number. He's Nick Kern. I'm Phil Baker. Uh, Country song of the week coming up here in a second. I'm sure I'll get that. Um, We said we talk about Kentucky for a second on this. Yeah, I I have the opening statement. I know Zachy sees a part of the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife post game show with Gandolfo and Ince. Bounce back win against Penn uh, over UN, after losing to UNC Wilmington last week. Calipari had this to say in his opening statements. He was on one, but uh, as you would imagine. But here's what Cal had to say. Post-game yesterday. That was a weird You sound. can answer that. I mean, here, here was the biggest thing. We missed a lot of shots today that could have been assisted. But we passed the ball to each other. One of our goals was, I know this is, seems like, what? Pass the ball just to pass it. Not to make an assist, just pass it to pass it. And how about this? Someone may do it to you. And then we all look good again. We still, you know, I got some guys that have to make the absolute hardest play they could try to make. And they all let one, they make it one out of four. 25% of the time something good happens. The other three are turnovers and breakouts for the other team. Hopefully when we hit February, that won't be the case. But the kids fought today, and and let me say this. I told Steve, I said, Coach, I woke up at 4 this morning worried about this game. God, he is Kenny Payne, and Kenny Payne is him. It is crazy, except he's winning. That's the only thing. Yeah, but also they weren't playing DePaul. They were playing Penn, who's beaten Villanova and who plays a style that I think would give – the opposing team a lot of fits. I think uh, he was talking about Justin Edwards there. Get a double double for Aaron Bradshaw though. Great double double for uh, for for Aaron Bradshaw. Uh, he looked like a beast yesterday. Uh, but Penn had eighteen assists. Like they passed the ball twenty six buckets. Well, some of those eighteen backdoor assists. passes. Yes. They were hitting, I'm just like, like my god. That's an impressive team and a difficult one to defend because not a ton of teams play that way per se so uh that's a good win for kentucky doing it obviously on a neutral floor too like a pseudo home floor but not said, really yeah, a home that's, floor. that's not a neutral home okay court. not a neutral court even though they're in philadelphia kind of in penn's backyard a little bit but um uh, yeah I, I mean sort of seeing aaron bradshaw emerge is a great thing for this team they did move the ball well they had 16 assists you heard john calipari talk about that um it's the most impressive thing about what he has this year there at UK, all these young guys with a couple of veterans mixed in, like a Trey Mitchell, obviously, and and uh, and an Antonio Reeves, but all these young guys who are willing to pass the ball and and uh, are uh, have played very unselfish. Um, it's been impressive. And uh, it's a fun team to watch. That DJ was- Wagner seven assists, which um, I think you love to see out of him. Um, it's just they're 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 a fun team. I, I know they had the blip against UNC Wilmington. That's the type of thing that'll happen to a young team, and that you can kind of absorb when you when you blew out Miami in the game before. 
And uh, you got North Carolina coming up on Saturday. That's going to be a very intriguing matchup. Looking forward to that one. But, um, yeah, that's a good win yesterday. And this is a fun Kentucky team. I, I really like what what they've got that's a good pen team they beat the team that beat villanova earlier in the year and they really shoot the ball well from the outside and kentucky did a pretty good job choking off the three-point line i thought choking you like that choking that off you choke a lot zach you see i do not choke a lot uh dj wagner as you mentioned with seven assists the way (laughs) my god save that for the mixed day uh the way that they pass the ball i think is just tremendous they got the ball inside like that was a complete performance by this kentucky team and i don't think they're the team that lost to wilmington i think they're somewhere in the middle of a team that dominated Miami and then lost on Saturday. That's that happens to young teams. How many good teams do we see lose a December game that just it, it's inexplicable? And people are going to say, "Oh, how did this team lose to Wilmington?" Well, sometimes you just—that's me. My bad. You're good. Sorry, mid take. Sometimes that that those things just happen, and you know we'll find out a lot about this team when they played North Carolina. You know, Hubert Davis, I think, has done a better job turning that team around. You know, they they. Really played a good game against Connecticut the other night. I'm really interested to see in the CBS Sports Classic. It seems like every year it's Kentucky and North Carolina. Every time those teams play, it seems to be a, a classic, and I expect nothing less this time. Yeah, yeah, Jack Grossman called me. He will. He was credentialed. Jeff Goodman and Rob Dosser filled a 68 crew getting Zach. Or Zachy. See, this is the problem with the Zach and Jack connection. Jack, Jackie, yeah. Jackie G uh, credentialed down there. So I'm not sure if you should say Jackie, but okay. Yeah, it's 2023, about to be 24. Not that there's anything wrong with that, depending on who you ask. A sneaky great day of college hoops yesterday, by the way. Yeah, Arizona number one Arizona in uh, number 23 Wisconsin. That was a no contest yes it wasn't but still just like for ranked opponents it, it's college basketball took that look I, I i know double d hates this in terms of like big time programming after the college football you, you got all these people trained that are supposed to go to the networks and try to get some big time football games and that is not there so put some big time basketball games on and you got missouri and kansas was a fun one uh houston taking in run with it uh number three houston kelvin sampson by the way uh alabama and purdue and a fun one uconn take it a run with it and then See who beat Gonzaga? Washington. Yeah. A couple of Kentucky transfers on that. That's right. Um, yeah, fun fun day. Next week's going to be great. Looking forward to the CBS Sports Classic. Really looking forward to, to seeing Kentucky and Carolina. Kansas and, at Indiana. We'll see if Indiana yeah. actually puts up a fight well, there. The, the Hoosiers K- have been a little iffy. And you're right. That Carolina-UConn game was uh The was Jim, both Jimmy V Classic yeah. games. Illinois yeah. against Florida Atlantic. Illinois looked pretty good. Yeah. Putting up 98 against FAU. Yeah. Yeah, no, that should be uh, a fun one to react to. All right, on the other side, we got some Brahms sound. We got some Stoop sound being held hostage with Dabo Sweeney, maybe from an American Legion uh, bunker with a 1970s American map behind him, which is kind of humorous if you saw that photo that was circulating from Tyler Griever. Uh, but we'll do that. A country song of the week. What else is going on? Uh, to close out the show on your sports station, ESPN 680 and 105.7. You're locked on the Sunday morning hangover on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Nick Curran and Phil Baker. It was where my mama sat on that old swing with her crochet. It was where granddaddy taught me how to cuss. How to pray It was where we made our own ice cream No sultry summer nights Where the bulldog had her puppies And us brothers had Is this Luther fights. Campbell? It's not It's actually right You get away for the hook now the stars. As the kids say the sound of a It's Tracy Lawrence will On the hum of a passing car 
Who's just a classic, by the way. You thought this was Uncle Luke? Two Live Crew? Should he do a collab with uh, Two Live Crew? And a little... I remember that collab. Tracy Lawrence. Almost at it. If the world had a front porch. See Nick Kern going down Preston Highway in a it's 94 gotta, Ford Bronco like OJ listening to this. I don't think I would have a Bronco. I would love to have a Bronco. Yeah, My parents a, have a Bronco. Like the new one? Or are we talking yeah, like the OJ yeah, one? No, like a 20. My dream car is the OJ Bronco. Like, not even kidding. I, I mean, not I'm, like his personal one no, for obvious just, reasons, just but like, just the Yeah, the I've, style. Seen a couple, I've seen a couple white Broncos rolling around. You don't want Al Cowling's driving you around everywhere? Would be nice to have like a personal chauffeur, right. but I mean, it's just you know, probably anybody, not that situation. If anybody bothers you, AC will have your back. You know that. But the, oh boy, but the Tracy Lawrence song, good, uh, good message. You know, just everyone could get together on the porch. Things could be. Makes me think of Less Hey Arnold or the Stoop. Yeah, <laughs> Stoop, Stoop kid or something like that. Afraid to leave yeah. the Stoop. Oh, 437-9680, UPS Jobs Text. I appreciate all the calls and texts this morning. A reminder coming up after us. Colts and Bengals on ESPN 680-1057. Next, got you covered for play-by-play for Louisville, Kentucky on 93.9 The Ville and the ESPN Louisville app. Uh, Vikings and Raiders coming up 4 o'clock right here on ESPN 680. And Cowboys and Eagles on all sticks. Yeah, how so, about Gardner Minshew versus Jake Browning? The winner might have a playoffs spot how about that yeah my colts baby we're seven and five we got a shot kind of scary if jake browning can play the way he played last week against the that jags looked, he looked like joe burrow out there you would, if you didn't know joe did. burrow was hurt you wouldn't have known by the way trevor lawrence starting today yeah uh, that's for jacksonville which is kind of wild after the high ankle sprain maybe they'll get a cart for him this time <laughs> yeah seriously did Who you see the memes a- going out there of like austin powers in the tunnel likes like yes. how are the guys stuck by yes. the way yale offensive lineman jonathan mendoza commits to louisville so, so he's got- six nine and 310 pounds cornering the market on the ivy yeah league. two ivy league offensive linemen transferring to that? louisville we have found out today. who's the team gpa so is this guy really 33 or not is that that was a thing a bit that was going on am i getting got by the internet who this mendoza guy is he 33 know. years old everybody was saying i don't think that i thought they got him mixed up with like a soccer player well there there is a soccer player you're talking about jesse mendoza there's a jonathan mendoza soccer player boy this is riveting stuff us uh, no, i'm pulling up his profile from uh from yale they usually have the birthday on there i think they went uh, they don't have his birthday okay so a lot of times they have their birthday in their and their bios. Uh, his is not on there, so I cannot uh, confirm to you. I feel like uh, we got Jody's article. I feel like that would come up, right? That if he is thirty three, that they would put that Look, on there. I, I don't think he. I'm just seeing it circulating. Just looking at his picture, I don't think he's thirty three. Okay, well there you go. Uh, let me play one more piece of sound before we get to the uh, what else is going on segment. Brom Jeff Brom met with members of the media on Friday to preview the Holiday Bowl. It was a narrative that was going on throughout the year. How if the the comparison to the Lamar Heisman year and finishing that season with some losses, obviously getting to the ACC championship is admirable uh, but you know losing some of the final games throughout the season here's what Jeff Brom had to say on um, praising the competitiveness and work ethic but wanted to finish stronger of our football team I think that they uh, really worked hard this year uh, they found a way to compete uh, to the end play hard uh, win some close football games um, 
find ways to improve and, and do some really good things. Uh, so that's great, and we're, we want to build off that uh, without question. And uh, you know, I think our guys were into it, and we had a chance, an opportunity to, to, to win a championship. Um, the other side of it is, you know, yeah, it's a disappointing finish uh, for myself. You know, I wanted to win the last two games. Our team did, um, and, and we didn't find a way to get that done. And uh, you know, when you go to a championship game and you're right in it uh, in the fourth quarter with the chance to to take a lead and win, and, and uh, you can't get it done. It's just it's disappointing, and uh, we have to find a way to to make those plays and to make those adjustments and uh, you know figure out a way to win in the end. And uh, um, so you know it's 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 not a great feeling for me uh, because uh, you know I don't want to let anybody down, and, we, and I've got work to do. We got, you know I want to win, and I think our players want to win. Our coaches do, and. Um, you know, you got to take advantage of these opportunities when they come about. So I think uh, it's going to be important that, just like everything, you get the same hunger back, uh, the same work ethic back, uh, the same fire in your belly. That uh, if you want to be great, you got to work at it, and you got to go produce uh, come game day. And that's just kind of what you got to do. And if you do that, uh, things take care of itself. But if you worry about uh, anything else, uh, or lose confidence, or lose that burning desire. Uh, then the results won't be good. Jeff Brom, Friday, meeting with members of the media, previewing, I should say, recapping the season, year one for Jeff Brom. I think a lot of people would agree with success in previewing the Holiday Bowl coming up against USC on December 27th. I said that kind of, is it the 29th? 20- yeah, 27th. Okay. Right. I think I the Gator right. Bowl's on the 29th, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, uh, I just can't get into, yeah. What, I bowl mean, season? Well, I mean, bowl season's fine, but we still have three weeks before the game. No, I get it. But it was more so just the season as a whole, just yeah. how they finished. Yeah. And we talked about it on Monday when we filled in for Bob. I mean, the ripple effect from Kentucky, that loss to Kentucky, and what happened in the going for the New Year's Six Bowl and everything, uh, pretty fascinating just to see the ripple effect that was caused by losing that game. So if there are 42, 43, whatever number there is, bowl games, how many are you going to watch? I'll have them on passively, like the starts, you know, the one that start next yeah, week in the background. Find, be, yeah, like watch. you gotta have something to watch around Christmas time. There's I mean, there's some like the, next week's a great college basketball weekend too. Sure. I mean, so I mean, I'll, I'll probably have those. It'll make the small screen for me for some of these meaningless bowl It'll games. It'll be the classic thing that when you're at home and you have it on in the background because there's nothing else on, instead right? Of like putting it on TBS or whatever, and you're just scrolling through Netflix for 20 hours yeah. of just like, and to watch ended the up same just, thing over no, again. and then just going to bed and then just like, I'm just not going to watch anything. Yeah. Uh, we supposedly outbid the Michigan and Ohio state for that Thor kid. Oh, Zachy C take that. That's yeah, what's right. Get the NIL package together, guys. What are we doing? Finally, some real country. Yeah, you're darn right. Uh, this texture also got the Blink and Baker nude beach mixed up. They're saying they're, you know, Ben Affleck. So essentially Blink and Baker, Crumbs Revenge, Mike Lindsay. They're, you know, 40 something year old white guys is pretty much what they said there. All right. It's your least favorite segment. Yeah, it's our happen. it's our favorite segment. It is what else is going on to close out the show here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. And now it's time for what else is going on with Nick Curran and Nick Evans. And Zach EC and Phil Baker, Baker working on the imaging. All right, you talked about it. I can't remember if it was during the break or on the air, so apologies for that. But the Heisman uh, ceremony last night. Yeah. Nine minutes. 
I didn't see. Much, I didn't see any of the actual ceremony. I just yeah, I watched. I don't that. watch the ceremony typically. I just look on Twitter. Oh, who won the Heisman? I figured it was going to be Jaden Daniels. Congratulations to Jaden Daniels. I did watch the 1997. That's what I was going to ask you about. Yeah. Race for the Heisman 30 for 30, which was which was pretty good. Okay, that race. Charles Charles compelling. Woodson beating out Peyton Manning. Which is who, still a terrible decision. Who had by been the way. coordinated as the Heisman winner? Well, you know, it's, but the best player in college football that year was actually Randy Moss. The best part about all that is who I don't was know how one much of the finalists along with uh, along with Ryan Ryan Leaf Leaf. as well. The, yeah. Boy, blast for the past. He's on Westwood One now, isn't he? I think he is Ryan Leaf. I think I have that right. Anyway, well, three of the four are in the Hall of Fame. But one of the things that ever. I'm like fascinated about, and this is the best part of the story. Is that the clip that I saw yesterday? Is what I think it was Ryan McGee was talking about as a field producer. Yeah, the whole dynamic of ESPN having a play in this, and they were he was getting rocks thrown at him for like kind of spewing their because, narrative yeah, because the SEC contract with CBS. Well, yeah, yes. So um, it's nice to see some twenty some it's odd years. Full circle now. Here we are. It's this still happening. Circle. This is before the ESPN got ESPN got in bed with the SEC. So everybody yes. was convinced that you know they were the reason why Peyton Manning didn't win the Heisman, which he should have. Well, they, they were. They, they felt it not coming. A game, it though, not a great game, though. Not a great final game. No, though. they no. didn't do any interviews. By the way, you, have you seen? Like they just typically just relied on old clips. Yeah, the, yeah. It was just straight kind of clips like the, and some behind the scenes. Yeah, it was very interesting. No interviews. Which, very youthful Kirk Herbstreit and Lee Corso. Uh, was was well, pretty cool stuff. Somebody pointed out on the uh, text thread, what year was Zach Board? How are you the authority on that high? 93. Well, I'm the authority because I'm a Colts fan and Peyton Manning's my all-time favorite athlete. Plus, I don't want to give Charles Woodson the Heisman for obvious reasons. Well, yeah. Ben Shapiro. They had a big game against Ohio State that year. <laughs> Helped him nail it down. Sorry. All right. Uh, next up, I'm going to watch it, though. It was about an hour. Yeah, it was, it was pretty short. It was good. I, uh, I enjoyed it. The in-season tournament has come to a close. I know what Nick thinks about this, so Zach. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you would have liked that the Pacers uh, no, made the ability, cool but then that, LeBron cool won the Patriots. it. I follow the MJB, Pacers. MJB on Twitter. Uh, Mark Boyle, the, the radio voice of the Pacers. was cool to see that they got in it. It was cool to see they made the, the run, uh, but the Lakers, I guess, too much last night, right? Uh, LeBron, what's Le- he going to do with his five hundred grand? I'm sure you have thoughts about that, but it was entertaining. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Obviously, I'm a show for the NBA, so there's no surprise there, but uh, they can work with you it a little bit. You might be the only one. Oh, God, no. The in-season tournaments, man, people loved it. Yeah, it was a, it was a success. Minus the courts and fiascos. I, I, people, I, I don't know. I, we'll see some numbers. I'm wanna, not so sure it was that they, big they, of a success. It's a spike. There was a spike in the numbers. Yeah, yeah I don't think so. I numbers, intelligence, year. tell us that. I, I want to see next so. year the semis and the finals actually at home arenas like every other round. Like but I, Somebody pointed out you have to get these players to buy into it. And then it's like they go to him. It's like, where do you want to play? Vegas. And there you go. Tyrese Halliburton, by the way, he probably should have been the MVP of the whole tournament. Emerges. He was the best player. Yeah, a star. uh, And. Just. So the Lakers are champions of the end season tournament. Hang the banner. What does. Yeah. What does that do? Hang it. Hang, hang the okay. banner. Uh, by the Michael way, Jordan banner. never won an in-season tournament. You're darn right he didn't. By the way, there's some conspiracy theorists. Uh, Lynn Merritt, does that name sound familiar to you? Yeah, just a little bit. Big no. wig over at Nike. LeBron oh. gave his shoes. You know who he's boys with? No. KP. I'll okay. just leave it at that. Uh, Trilly Donovan put out there. He's this like the yeah. Woj slash yeah, Shams of... College basketball, but he's, he's anonymous, anonymous and he's yeah. truly, and it's a picture of Billy Donovan with a firing basketball and a Santa hat on. Cardinal JD Cardinal Craze asks, "All right, truly, while our fan base is going to act crazy about whose opinion is better than somebody else, 
Who do you feel would actually be the best fit for Louisville, the next coach, so they can actually bring them back to normal, a.k.a. a top five program? He put Mick Cronin, Jerome Tang, uh-huh. Dusty May, Porter Moser. That's the that's the faces of college basketball right now, boys and Interesting girls. Interesting names. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the most proven of those coaches... Has a is, massive buyout. Is Mick Cronin, right? Yeah. Has a massive buyout. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A couple more coming up. Shohei Atani. Yeah. He, Does he have to move? I don't know. Probably not. I don't probably believe so. Stay. Probably just had an apartment there. How probably far is Anaheim from Los Angeles? Can, it's, I mean, depending what, if you're taking a helicopter. He can probably take a helicopter every day well, if he wants to. Yeah. Uh, so if he doesn't want to move, he can afford to move if he wants to. Uh, 10 years, $700 million to play for the Dodgers. This is a fascinating story because everyone thought he was going to be a Blue Jay because Robert uh, Hergebeck from uh, from from Shark Tank flew into Toronto and everyone thought it was Shohei's on a uh, Shohei's private plane or him on a private plane. And for that reason Shohei was out. Turns out that was not um, so he's a Dodger. Good for the Dodgers. Um, he's not even going to be able to pitch this year. No. Because he's coming back from injury and they just reset the market. Like the previous high contracts, like Verlander was one of them, and it was like something like forty million a year or something like Remember that. Remember when we thought Bryce Harper getting three fifty was a big deal? Like this, this is, is that's half this. This is wild. The resetting of the market here and uh, baseball salaries continue to grow. It's only a matter of time before there's finally a salary cap reined in on all this. There but, has to be. Boy. Good for Shohei Otani. Did you watch? They've in- never won anything since he's been an angel. We'll see if they can win something and, with him. And in, the meme is unfortunately LA, dead with Mike Trout and Shohei Otani like setting all these sorts of records as the Angels lose eight yeah. three. Did you see South Dakota State in Villanova yesterday at twenty eight degrees in their game? Players were using hot boxes to stay warm between drives. Ooh, it's just I like a this sh- was. You, Zach, to clarify, you, you this sh- was a football game, not a basketball game. Yes, yes. Okay. Out, outdoors. It was the the playoffs, the FCS uh, qu- championship quarterfinals. Woo. Zach strikes me as somebody who's been in a hot box once or twice. Can't confirm nor deny. There it is. Coming mm-hmm. up at 12.05 uh, with that. Uh, by the way, what did you think of Bill Belichick on game day? Fantastic. I didn't see him, but I heard it was great. Bill Belichick showed some personality. He, actually he has the a good personality. Though. People don't. People don't know this. Yeah, he actually put the Navy helmet on everything. Yeah. I've heard Bon Jovi say Belichick is like the funniest guy outside. When he goes to concerts and all that kind of stuff. It's just when he talks Press conferences. Football. He hates it. By he the way, Lakers-Pelicans in-season tournament semifinal was the most watched NBA regular season game since opening week, averaging 2.2 since million Since opening week. I'm just saying. You're, you're saying. What's since your game? It's opening not the, week. It's not the NFL. I they're, understand They're trying this. to make it a, like a transformational you, thing to get You hate to get the NBA. It's, it's apparent. They got to yeah, switch it up. They got to switch it up. It would be perfect in my dream or, world. Well, I hate base. the NBA. Are they trying to get me to watch it? Switch it up a little. It's the NBA 2Kification of the, the brand. You yeah. got to have those things. And if By you the way, want if baseball like wants me to watch me, it, that's the wrong way to go. Which I do watch baseball. So how do we get you to watch it? There's no way. That's the beauty of his argument. Stop not playing 82 games a year if you're a star. Stop with the low management on BS. That. Well, and I think that that's going to come up with the collective bargaining agreement. By the way, if you want me to get to watch baseball, uh, all all the games, you do a home run derby instead of extra innings, and there you go. That's how you do it. Be well, like we don't want you to watch I know, that's why, but I do watch it. That's the problem. That's the beauty of it. Uh, let's see. A couple more. Uh, did you see Mark Cuban sold, but it's yeah. not really selling it. He's he off did shark. sell it. But he's, but he's, he's still going to be a governor of the, or an owner of yeah. the 
yeah, the Mavs. But he's still and he still has operational control, which is apparently he wants to build a massive resort for the new Mavericks Arena. Is but he it's running for president? That's what people a lot of think people he's thought. running for president. I don't know if he will. People think he might. I don't know. Very interesting. By the way, just so Nick can make his argument, I know everyone goes zero to the NFL. Thursday night football viewership uh, for Amazon for Black Friday. You had, uh, let's see, 9.5 million people for that. Cowboys Seahawks, 15.2 million. So there you go. That's few people watching it on Prime. I mean, Reminder, yeah. coming up, Colts and Bengals, 12 o'clock right after us. Louisville women's basketball taking on Kentucky. Nick Kern on the call. 139.3. Come down to the Yum Center. Yes, yeah, so on 93.9 The Ville. Raiders, Vikings, 4 o'clock. And Cowboys and Eagles, 7.30 on all sticks. Fun show, boys. was a great show, I think. We'll see what happens next week. Already looking forward to it. Be careful. Uh, Zach's going to do his best impersonation of Michael Clark Duncan. It would have been his birthday today. RIP to him. We'll come uh, talk to you next week. Looking for a rewarding career? One that empowers you to serve your community, change lives, and reach your fullest potential? Become a correctional officer for the Kentucky Department of Corrections and earn up to $28.30 an hour with great benefits. Help create a better, safer Kentucky. Apply today for a correctional officer position in your community at careers.ky.gov. That's careers.ky.gov. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Looking for extra cash this holiday season? You can make competitive pay as a day shift warehouse worker at UPS Worldport right here in Louisville. Learn more and apply today at UPSJobsKY.com. That's UPSJobsKY.com. 